Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Travel Tales podcast. I'm your host, Mike Siegel. It is great to be back. I am returned from my trip to Croatia and England. More on Croatia in a little bit. But first, let's get the business out of the way. We have a new email address, and that address is TravelTalesPodcast at gmail.com. So if you want to write me, TravelTalesPodcast at gmail.com. Our website, have you seen the new website? Holy cow, folks. It is amazing. The website is TravelTalesPodcast.com. Go there, check it out, see the photos, the videos, the articles, the recommendations of destinations uh, by me and my reviews of those places. There's video. Oh, gosh, there's everything. And very importantly, there are links to all our social media outlets. There's Twitter. There's Instagram. There's LinkedIn. There's Facebook. We have a Facebook fan page now. Go there. Give it a like. Uh, All that stuff you can get by going to the website at TravelTalesPodcast.com. And I will say this. If you're going to do anything, just go to iTunes and give us a good rating. That helps people find the show. It boosts our presence and moves us up in the rankings. And that's always a cool thing. And that costs you nothing. And also, you know what? Give us a little like on Facebook. That's nice. That takes a second and helps build our numbers. So that's cool. And I want to create a little bit of a community here. Now, on to Croatia. I'll try to do this as quick as I can. If you want more detail, go to the podcast website at TravelTalesPodcast.com. Check out the Croatia story I'll have along with Bruno's photo, Bruno Trepan, who's the guest today. But briefly, 10 days in Croatia and the following week in London, which is always a a great time. And I have friends in London, and uh, that's a different show. But anyway, Croatia, yeah, got to see a lot of it that I didn't get to see, including the capital of Zagreb. The town of Zadar, the beach town of Zerche Beach, and uh, Pog Island, and what else? Istria, of course. Istria. That's where this show was recorded. Istria is in the northwest corner of Croatia. It's a peninsula there, which is a stone's throw from Italy. And the Italian influence is very heavy. And like a lot of places in Italy, Istria is known for their wine. Istria has a great wine region, and through our friend Ashley Colburn, who was a guest of the show, she gave me the name of this guy called Bruno. Bruno Trepan is a winemaker. His family has a winery, the Trepan Winery, just outside of Pula, which is in the southern tip of Istria. And he picked me up at the bus station, took me to the winery, we had some wine, and we commenced to recording. About 20 minutes into the recording, a nice German fellow who was a regular customer of Bruno came by, and more bottles of wine were opened, and needless to say, we took a break from recording, and two hours later, picked it up again. But through the magic of editing, you can't really tell where I uh, stopped it and started it up again, because I'm that good of an editor, but you can tell through the course of the interview that uh, I might slur my words a little more because lots of wine was consumed during this interview and it got progressively more scattered toward the end. So I apologize for that, but it was a great time. And if you ever go to this region, you have to check out Bruno and the Trapan Winery outside of Pula, which uh, he was a great host. I had dinner with his family He found me a hotel room in the busiest season. That's the other thing. We talk about this a little bit. Uh, Try not to go to Istria in August 
because every rich German guy who buys a lot of wine is taking up all the good hotel rooms, <laughs> basically. So it was tough finding accommodation for myself, but Bruno helped me out, and he helped me out in many ways, one of them by sitting down to an interview with me. So here's our talk uh, with plenty of wine. It's in the tasting room of his winery, so there is a bit of an echo, and I apologize for that. I can't do anything about the acoustics, nor can I do anything about my alcohol intake. It's too late, but it's good wine, folks. So if you go, uh, you can. there's a link to Bruno's website on our website, TravelTalesPodcast.com. So check out Bruno's story on the website. So here we are, live, recorded in Istria, Croatia, Bruno Trapon. Enjoy. Welcome to the Travel Tales Podcast. I'm here with Bruno Trapon. Did yeah. I pronounce that right? Yeah, great. Correct? Correct. We are in your uh, tasting room of your winery in Istria. Yes. Um, Croatia. So thank you so much for being here. I found out today that you know everybody. Yeah. You know everybody I know. All my friends in Croatia, you know. And they know, or they know you. Yeah, 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 depending. But So how, how long have you owned the Trapon Winery and how long uh, have you been making wine? Well, uh, I started making wine and started playing with wine in 2003. Started doing it professionally since 2000, let's say, five. And in 2006, we launched the first Trapan Trapan label, the one you can see on, on the top of the of the tasting room, <laughs> the old ones. So yeah, from 2006 onwards, we are, I'm doing this professional. But let's say the winery in the tasting room where you are right now is has been built in 2010. So with this vint, uh, harvest 2013, is going to be four harvest in it. Okay. So to let people know, we are we are on the southern tip of Istria, outside of Pula. Yes. Which uh, you grew up. You grew up here. Yeah. You know what? Uh, we always we always joke. Uh, I have a friend also winemaker from Pula. We are the winemakers from the asphalt because Pula is the biggest city in from the asphalt. 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 Oh. Asphalt. <laughs> not concrete. I just said the asphalt. Yeah. Come on. Pula is not that bad. Come on, it's not that's the that. bottom. You know, I don't yeah. even know what you mean. Yeah, we, we, we tend to call. <laughs> no it, offense, I'm sorry. No, but we tend to call it like the the asshole of the world. But <laughs> this is not what I want. What I meant. It's to a say. beautiful place. So yeah. everybody knows. It's a beautiful place. Yeah. So, so from Pula. Yes. What is the population of Pula? Sixty-five thousand people. Let's say that's in Istria. If you consider whole Istria Peninsula has two hundred and twenty, so it's one third of all of Istrian people lives in Pula. So, you know, my background is a little bit more open and more urban than other winemakers that have just, uh, you know, their own village with three people inside and that's it. Yeah. So that's maybe why the, the, uh, people don't see where we are at now, but it's not traditional, traditional style winery of Istria. So right. it's a little bit more modern and that's maybe my biggest advantage that I didn't have to report to my grandfather, my father or anybody when I wanted to do this like this and wanted to do the wines in a, in a fashion I wanted to do them with. And we met through my friend uh, Ashley Colburn who did the show, an earlier episode, Look It Up. Look It Up. <laughs> um, but uh, she, she said she had one of your, her favorite wines that you make. And we yeah. had that at lunch today, yes. which is really good. Yeah. It's like a rosé. Yeah. What is a rosé? It is a rosé. It's, it's a rosé a... made mostly from an indigenous variety of Istria, Tehran, with a little bit of uh, Cabernet Sauvignon, Syrah, and Merlot. So it's something that... Uh, it's perfect for like a light meal, summer. Light meal, summer, and uh, especially for me, it's uh, 
when we go out, uh, let's say, partying or drinking a little bit more, then I try to, to connect to that wine because you can drink it a little bit more than if you are going right, something right, right. more serious. So it's a fun wine and it's a it's wine. Light. That, you don't start it heavy yeah. in the early in the night, you know, with food. And yeah. It goes well with food, but, you know. Yeah, it has some. Late you know, at night, you take it on a picnic or yeah. out, out by you know, the pool. Drink it at the, the beach. Sea. Yeah. Yes. That's good. Yeah. So, um, Ashley, you know, she knows this whole country. Yeah, she's a creation almost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But we were with a friend of hers, her translator, in uh, Zagreb last night. Yes. And he's, when I said I was going to Istria, he's no, a kid that's 20 years old, uh, grew up in Zagreb. But he said, when I said I'm going to Istria, he goes, oh, no, that's uh, Italy. That's yeah. the, we don't even consider that. Yeah, you know what? Istria, is, <laughs> Istria is, is always been a multicultural area because of the... Uh, well, the Venetians ran yeah, it for Venetian, hundreds of years. Uh, Austro-Hungarian, Austrians, Italians. So, and even in the ex-Yugoslavia, all of the, the biggest army, army personnel was in Istria because Istria was a really important strategic uh, place, especially Pula. Pula is all for army. It was all army, so... Yeah. Because of that, Istria has always been open to other nationalities. We have, even now, here, a lot of Serbian, Bosnians, Albanians, you know. It's, uh, so that's why they don't consider us Croatians. Uh, but, uh, you know, we always say, when you pass the Ucca tunnel, you are in Croatia. Here, this is Istria. We are, we are Croatians, but we are firstly Istrians, you know. So, uh, it's, but it's just uh, jokes and funs and it's not, not something that's that... But it's not any anger. It's, no. But there's a pride, though, of being Istrian. Yeah, it is a pride because, you know, Istria was... The, maybe we didn't feel any of the war, so we are constantly, at least a decade, in front of all of the other parts, not Zagreb, but other rural parts of Croatia, Slavonia, Dalmatia, they had this problem with this this thing that happened that we were in the middle of, but uh, Istria yeah. didn't suffer from it, and we are close to it, uh, Europe or Italy or whatever. Yeah, so I mean, how we close, got... like, we have to, from here to drive, to, you're at the bottom, though. Yes. But from the top of Istria, to drive to Italy is, it's what, half an hour? Ten, ten minutes? That's from it. here, now... You have to go through Slovenia yes, a little but, bit. But, yes, Slovenia is yeah. like a parking stop for <laughs> Austrians. So. No, I was just kidding. But if you, even now, if you drive from here to, to, to Slovenia, it's like within the highway and everything, it's 45 minutes. So right, right. in an hour, you're in Trieste. Everything's yeah. very close here, you know. I was reminded, I have to tell Americans, because America is so big... They I think, know. oh, that's so far. I go, no, it's like driving to another state. It's yeah. very, very close. Yeah, I remember I was in February in, in, New, in New York and we had a tasting dinner in, with my wife in uh, New Jersey. And there was one of my importers who lives in Washington and we are, we are saying, hello, bye-bye. We're yeah, going yeah. one in the night and going sleeping. And he says, I'm going home. Where are you going? To Washington. How would... How much do you have to drive? Three hours. No, it's nothing. Three hours. I drive half of Croatia for three hours. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, you know, the, the, the difference in mentality and the, the, this, you know, for me driving to Zagreb is two hours. And for some people that I know that live in New York, just going from, from their home to work is two hours. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And it's a, we don't have this, don't have this... Uh, Space, yeah. I try to describe it to people because when I was traveling, especially as a comedian, yeah. in the Midwest from yeah. Chicago... It was very normal for us to drive. I would drive seven hours to uh, Nebraska yeah. for a show, six and a half to Minneapolis, four and a half to Detroit. Yeah. Three, it was like nothing. And then I moved to New York, and every, the cities are much closer together there. 
Yeah, and I yeah, would yeah. tell the New York guys, oh, yeah, I would drive seven hours. They're like, seven hours? Well, to them, that was crazy. That's what I mean, insane, yeah. But out west, you know, in California, everything's very spread out. You know, New York, uh, or yeah. San Francisco, L.A. is six hours, yeah. you know, driving. You know, San Francisco, L.A. is six hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Five and a half, yeah. six hours. Uh, it's a big we, state. We, it's like its own country, We California. had the first wines of Croatia tasting, I think, two years ago in New York. And we, we knew this guy from Toronto who has also a very big... Uh, a very big uh, wine show, wine portfolio, Jodines. And he says, he was here and he had so much fun here. He says, I'm going to come from Toronto on a bike. And he drove from Toronto for like six... On a motorcycle. On a motorcycle with, with his girlfriend for like six, seven hours. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there was no problem coming, coming to New York. But way back was like raining yeah, all the time. Yeah, oh, yeah. So they got... The time of the year. You got to be careful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand, yeah. So you talk about the... Uh, the war. So you grew up when you were born. I'm guessing you're early 30s. Yes, 33. Yeah. So you were born in Yugoslavia. Yes. And then the country completely changed when you were 10 or whatever. You know. Yeah, 10, 11. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To Croatia. Do you re- what do you remember from that time? And how do you remember Istria, this particular part, different than because you didn't get the full war? Effect. No, we didn't get anything. We just get the the the, the army. Uh, going away, away the Yugoslav army going away from Pula, the tanks driving, and I remember my parents taking me to friends in Italy for those two weeks when everybody was going away, you know, oh, what's not going to happen, I remember building a shelter in the house and everything, oh. my father building it, and you know, there is some of these memories, but we didn't feel anything, and you know, the biggest thing is, when I remember in 88, we had the first VCR, you know, the yeah, one yeah. on the top, you put it there, but was, I was maybe the one of the first. Oh, yeah, the big one, the top load. Yeah, one. yeah top the load the tape and, yeah. and getting the, the first Commodore 64, you know, that was oh, like... Oh, nice. And then I remember watching some old uh, uh, Conan the Barbarian movie, or no, Red Sonja. And, oh, and, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, and, but <laughs> the, the, the subtitles say in cinema's world... Uh, uh, 69 was the, uh, the the name of the, the flat screen. Uh, they already had you already in the US had the widescreen. Oh, the widescreen wide screen yeah. format were available. We didn't. We You're still like, have the We you had the still square. Square. The yeah, yeah, yeah. You got no the remote, no nothing. So <laughs> that's you know the difference. But do you remember as a kid like more uh, products on the shelves when when the, you know the Yugoslavia finished? No, you know it it was. Uh, we had, we had fun, you know. We, we were kids, we had everything what we wanted. There was no lack of anything. But if you consider what probably was in, in yeah. the US, it's something, you know. But we had, there was, this was the best, best years to grow here, you know. Right, right now, when I remember how it was when I was growing up and when I was 15, and now the kids with 15, you know, they have the PlayStations and everything and the well, technology. Yeah. But... We had fun, you know. We we were out all day. And, you Same know. thing with me. We yeah, we played. We did. Yeah, there's no kids will be fine. Yeah, That's, they don't know any better. Yeah, you know yeah, they don't yeah. know what they don't have. Yeah, but you, I guess the biggest change would be, I mean, I think could you before the war could you Yugoslavians Yugoslavians could travel more freely than like other like say other parts of the. We have no problem with traveling. Yeah. No problem with traveling. But not traveling. as compared to like Bulgarians or no, Romanians. No, we have no problem with traveling anywhere we have because of Tito and everybody. So he, we were always kept like uh, on a good uh, good scale. So uh, for us, we didn't, you know, there was not much uh, difference uh, difference 
you know, because I was so young, I didn't know what's going to happen and how was why this war, who know, who knew what's happening here. But, uh, you know, right now, it was, everybody was living in a different, different, this is socialist uh, manner and everything was completely different, not capitalism, everybody, there was no, everybody, you couldn't have much, but you could still have, you can still live a good life. But the state gave you uh, an apartment and the state gave you a job. Depending on what you, 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 what you, what's your social st uh, status and everybody. So, you know, I can come from a not wealthy family, but from a family of uh, uh, people that finished uh, colleges and stuff like oh, that. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah, so we, we didn't like anything. My father was a CEO from all of his life in you know, constructing companies all through his life. So, we didn't notice, but now we notice the big, uh, the big, uh, the big uh, bridge be between poor and uh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Uh, there is no inclusion now. There is no middle stat status, middle class, no, yeah. mid no middle class. Now everybody, or you have money. Well, it's money. getting out of the way in you know in the states. As yeah, well. that's, the, that's, that's capitalism. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. capitalism. Now people we, are going to be left behind. Yeah, but yeah. the problem with uh, what you find with socialism or communism yeah. and like in theory it's yeah. good that everybody's going to be the same level yeah but it's, the problem is the level is low yeah <laughs> so we're all down here yeah, that but, was a, yeah but we're all even but we're all down here yeah but that's what yeah. you know it's, but then the capitalism comes well some people are going to be up here but others are going to be much lower than much they lower, were yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah so do you find people that still miss like they uh, the old people have, you know, the old the, people? The, uh, when before it was much better, and you know, everybody's there is plus and minus, and, and right, you know, right. and there's big, big hole in the theory of the uh, socialism and stuff like that. So, you know, the, the biggest problem with, with us right now is uh, ex governments that did problems, and you know, that that didn't it's work corruption, corruption that was. <laughs> It's you know corruption. There's always all all around the world. You of know course, in, yeah. in the US there's lobbying. You know there's everybody. You know there's always the, the how. But the, the rich people are going to be fine. Yeah, <laughs> but now here everybody is talking about corruption because there's nothing else to talk about. You know because we we, we stand for like a a couple of hours, a couple of ten twenty years under one government after the war and they took a little bit too much, you know. Of course. It's one yeah. thing is to take a, a finger and the other is taking by hand out of the, the whole shoulder. Arm, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's the whole shoulder, so... This is always fascinates me about former Yugoslavia and, and things like that because we have a mutual friend, Tom, who yeah. owns the nightclubs in Zerce, and he fought for Croatia in the war. Yes. But um, he still says to this day that he still has um, Serbian friends and... You were too young to do that, but I mean, did, how do people look at it now, 20 years later? You know, you know what, uh, I, like Tom, I have a big bunch of Serbian friends. I do a lot of my business, in some percentages, in, 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 uh, especially in Serbia, Bel Belgrade, Novi Sad. Uh, I've been there in the last maybe five years since I've been re really active in this. I've been surely there 20 times. Never, never I have came across anybody who had a bad word of say, oh, you're fucking creation or nothing like that. There is and there was there the same thing. The, the guys that started this, especially the Serbian part with their Chetniks and everything, those were maybe a small percentage of rednecks from 
Rednecks? Really yeah. rednecks, you know, they, they don't understand anything. Yeah, they, yeah, Big yeah, Serbia yeah. and everything. Same thing is here, some people that uh, from outbacks of somewhere, you know. But were these mostly the guys who fought? Yeah, there was most of the guys who fought. I never... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And not, there were a lot of people who went, who had to go to the war because they have a gunpoint on their head, you have to go and fight, but they didn't want it. There was even, it's a small part of of uh, the population that really wanted to fight, but even because they didn't know why. Nobody knew why we were fighting, why we were, everybody's killing each other, why there was a couple of idiots under on the... But they didn't know why? I thought it was for independence, though. But... Yes, but independence, okay, but who started the war? We, we could have the independence without this, you know. There was just these political heads and some of this really... Uh, redneck type of people who yeah, just yeah. wanted oh, we want big Serbia creations you know and so but you know it, it takes one you know one politician who's very charismatic yeah. or something to stir those people up yeah unfortunately and fortunately for me I was too young to, to be into that and even since then I was never Never right. looking back, you know. You have to look in the in the in the future, you know. So, so in Serbia was Milosevic that guy? Yeah. And was in, there was there another guy, was there a Croatian version of him? No, there was actually Milosevic is really a war premier. Uh, yeah, Croatia. Yeah, yeah. We we never started anything. We were always defending ourselves. We were defending our territory, which was us. So uh, even through the Hague War Tribunal, everybody was now acquitted of all of this war crime because. We didn't. Com maybe there was some, you know, something happening, but it's war, and you know, people are killing each other. Yeah. So it's, but uh, we were always just defending. Our, we never wanted a piece of square foot of any of the countries around us. Nothing was. We didn't want anything. Just defend what was ours. What was Croatian borders? You know, that's that's, that's the big. We never had. Uh -huh. We never had, you know, we never went... You didn't want to, like, you know, it was not a land grab on your... No, 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 we just were defending, and so that's what now now comes out, because we are now into EU, Serbians need at least 10 years more, Bosnians, who knows how much, and uh, it's, it is, uh, the Serbian mentality is a little bit of the, of this, of, <laughs> they, are, they are a little bit more keen on fighting than we are uh, in, in Croatia. Well, from what I've... For the people listening who aren't like familiar with this, from what I've read, in the former Yugoslavia, which included you know, Serbia, Croatia, Montenegro... Bosnia, Bosnia Slovenia, Slovenia, and yeah. all these things. Uh, but, but the power was really in Serbia. Yeah. Like the military power was based out of Serbia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So when things broke down, they had a lot of the army they on the side. Yeah. So they didn't want to let that go. No, they, they wanted... Not to let, they still had all of this power, but they didn't want to. They wanted to keep some of the parts of Croatia that were not there, you know, yeah. and, and some big parts of B uh, Bosnia, which are still under something that is called Republic of Serbia. So, yeah, but you know what? For me, I would like to continue this uh, interview into something that's not. Uh, no, no, no. But I mean, I'm fascinated by about this. But but if you look at the map, like yeah. the tourist map, yeah. when you look at uh, Croatia, yeah. it's so oddly shaped. Yeah, it's like, and you think of it, well, they, you know, Croatia made out really good because they have all the great beach. <laughs> but we, we had it always. It's okay. not something that we, we, we right, right, right. We had everything, you know. But then you look at Bosnia, they don't even have any little beach. Well, they have just a small part. <laughs> a little they sliver of it. it. Yeah. And I was going, well, I, I look at it and you go, well, yeah, Croatia yeah. made out really well here. They yeah, got a great wine region. They yeah, got Montenegro also got, has a very nice beach. Yeah, region, yeah, you yeah, know. yeah. They are so small and so... Uh, 
lots of uh, hills and everything, but they still have a, a nice beachfront. Okay. And, and they now separated from uh, from uh, Serbia, which also which went out without the war, you know. But right. but they weren't very happy, you know, with that, that uh, Montenegro st- stuck out of, uh, of Serbia, no ex Yugoslavia. So you know now they are left with no entrance to the sea or exit to the yeah, sea. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Let's talk about Istria. Yes. How do you sell this as a, you know, there's wine, there's food. Because the guidebook I read, they said you have to go for the, of course, the wine. But the food, is it different here in Istria than the rest of Croatia? You know what, uh, as we were talking maybe before, uh, Istria was always closer to, to, to Europe. So, so the food more Italian influence? It's not influence, but uh, people here always knew they have to do a little bit more. Not just like Dalmatia, take the best fish, put it on the grill, and that's it. That's not cooking. For me, that's heating. You know, that's not... <laughs> that's, that's heating. That's yeah, that's heating of, the, of their ingredients. So yeah. Istria was always a little bit more foody. And especially now we have... We have places that are incredible, you know, restaurants that do... Like world-renowned restaurants. You know, we are still not world-renowned, but, you know, Anthony Bourdain was here and he said he was in Istria at one... He was 10 kilometers from here, not even, 5 kilometers in a restaurant that does only bluefish. He doesn't do fish, fish in one portion. There's nothing else. He does bluefish and then he does liver of shark and... Uh, other kinds of these crazy, crazy little things, but it's now becoming one of the most renowned uh, places in, uh, in, in Croatia yeah. as, as, a, as a foodie destination of something different. They don't have a, ni- they don't have a nice wine chart, they don't have uh, fancy anything. It's normal glasses, <laughs> normal people, if you want wine by the tap, you can have it. It's, it's not about the wine, it's, yeah. everything is... About, well, the about the food. It's not yeah, about so the uh, is, image. It's Istria, not about the image. Yeah, yeah Istria is a, really now getting to be a foodie in, in a gastro destination with a really nice surrounding. So, you know, even if you want to go to the beaches, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say come in August because it's too crowded. But Yeah, I mean, when I'm here, you're saying? Yeah, <laughs> you are here. But I, I know, I picked a very crowded time to come here. I know that. And this is the part then everybody is here. So and yeah. the, the water, the sea is a little bit uh, more warm and it's crowded. It's still a nice destination. Even if you come in August, if you are not only looking at the seaside, if you are looking, Istria has beautiful beaches, but it's not. Uh, of course, it's not Dalmatian beaches or Dalmatian water purity because we are here at the end of the Adriatic. Yes. So it's the water is a little bit more shallow. It's not 150 meters. It's 30, 40 max throughout all of this uh, bay of, from Istria to Italy. But uh, Istria has now, you know, it's, we have at least 40, 50 wineries that have quality of the wine to a high standard. You know, we have 20 olive oil producers that can, that always in the top 100 oils in the world, we have at least 10 to 20 producers with, uh, with their olive oil. We have really good restaurants. I, have, I think... No, the if, food is amazing. Yeah, it, I think if there was a Michelin guide in, in Istria, some of the restaurants could get some of the stars, you know. So. so if someone is in America thinking, okay, I like food and I like wine, should I go to Croatia or maybe Tuscany? I mean, what are, what are the advantages of Istria as opposed to you Italy know, or France or something like that? You know, uh, I heard a nice thing. Uh, Croatia or Istria being the new old world, you know. It's not the, old, the new world, but the new old world because production of wine here is dating 
much, I don't know, even before uh, BC and, you know, even in the Roman Emperor, uh, Empire, uh, Empire, the wines and the olive oils from Istria were traveling backwards to Rome. Because normally from Rome everything was spreading out, you know. Yeah, that yeah, was, yeah. These were the only things traveling back to Rome. Wines of Istria, olive oils in Istria, you have producers that have names of the olive oils dating on, on back on those days, ex albis or stuff like that, so... Uh, I, you know, it, we cannot say this is Tuscany. Of course, we still need. Of course, we still need a lot and lot of work and promoting. But coming here, I think you know, the, there's nature is not ruined. It's cleaner, clean beaches, fantastic food. I know if somebody wants to, <laughs> if somebody wants to come and see something new, that's not Tuscany. Yeah. Come to history and see, you know, it's not that and also, it's not that fancy, you know, there's yes. not wineries. It's uh, laid back and it's also very uh, English friendly. I would, you know, would say that, like somebody who speaks just English will, uh, I, I never had a hard time getting around or anything like that. I mean, everybody yeah. would, most, I mean, every hotel or restaurant, they would, they would know people, English. Yeah, right? they, people know English, you know, here people. Uh, we are a touristic destination. Before we were a, a foodie destination, so people had to know how to deal with foreign tourists. And the only way dealing with the tourists that are not Italian, because Italian is almost like a yeah, second yeah. language, the other way talking with them is uh, talking in, in English. So. No, it's a very it's, it's a big advantage we have. Yeah. So if, if you, when you've traveled to New York and yeah. your wines are distributed there, yeah. so when people ask you about Croatia. And they say, say I'm a, like an idiot American, never yeah. been out of the country. I want to go to Croatia. What do I need to see? What do I need to eat? You know, uh, then there's always an individual approach. Yeah, so yeah. You have to a little bit talk to the person and see what he wants. If, if you want sightseeing, <laughs> we have... Uh, uh, we have uh, sites that well, Dubrovnik is always, Dubrovnik is always on there to Zagreb to the old part of Zagreb going to the Plitvice lakes going to all of these national parks around the around the, the old road on the that goes from Rijeka to to, to Split uh, so we have so many things then if you want to get a little bit more into foodie stuff then you go Zagreb then you have a few wineries that have a fantastic tasting menu in Dalmatia then you come to Istria of course, depending on what time you want to spend. But if you have 10 days, I'm sure that in these 10 days, Istria is... I don't think you're going to be able to eat and see everything that's, that's right, available right. here. Yeah, yeah. But, it's, I mean, the country is small enough. I would tell people that you can do it in two weeks. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, you With know, two weeks, you can do it. Maybe... <laughs> I mean, you can see an overview of everything. But yeah, I mean, you, could, you cannot go directly in, but if you, let's say, start from Dubrovnik and... You can fly, see a lot. You can see a lot. You can see a lot. Yeah. Of course, the most uh, the most part of the time you can spend uh, here with us, but uh, because <laughs> no, because we have, as I told you, we have fifty, sixty fantastic wineries here that have everybody has its own story, fantastic wines, different wines. Then you can see you can see ten, twenty different fantastic restaurants that are really on the top of their game. You know, doing this Mediterranean thing. Then you have some fantastic five star hotels around Rovinja, which offer a little bit of different insight into um, cuisine that's not just Mediterranean, but is Mediterranean, but it's cooked to a uh, uh, traditional French yeah, style, yeah. you know. So, uh, two weeks, I think you can see whole Croatia, but uh, you have to... I, I would advise somebody that 
to, to, to try to find somebody who knows Croatian, not going blind, you know. Yeah, because yeah. You have, I have friends here that help me a lot. Yeah, yeah. you have to have some uh, flying blind in Croatia, you can get, <laughs> uh, it, it, can, it cannot be mm-hmm. so, so good. But it's somebody just with, uh, it has a couple of hours free to do a nice itinerary and just to say, this you have to visit, this you, you can spare, go there, don't go there, that's it. Right. So tell people that um, there in Istria, especially, there's there's two different wines. There's a red and a white that Istria is known for. Yes. Uh, the Tehran is the red. The Tehran is the red. Tehran is something that Istrian white makers are working the last maybe five to ten years on really hard. But Malvasia, the, the white, Malvasia, the, Malvasia, the, the, the white, white grape, yeah, yeah uh, Istrian white makers have been working on it for almost... 25, 30 years. And well, that's now, famous around the world. Yeah, now it's, it's getting real recognition. You know, we sell it around the world and it's something that people who tried everything and want to have something that's not a Sauvignon and something that's not a Chardonnay and it's in the middle and plus it's a very, very foody wine. It has a little bit of this bitter almond finish that washes up your mouth <laughs> yeah. after, after a dish. So... It's, it's uh, the recognition, you know, we just got, I told you before, the Riedel glass exclusively made for Malvasia. We had three years of tasting of different glasses and then they blow, I think, six glasses for Malvasia and out of these six we had to pick the one. So, you know, this you is... You picked a perfect shaped glass for Malvasia? Perfect shaped glass. And it was, you know, this is Riedel, George Riedel is, you know, it's very famous around the world, especially in the, in the U.S. and now... In all of the world, in the catalogs of Riddle, it's going to be one glass called Istrian Malvasia. So, <laughs> you know, that's something that, uh, I don't know, not even uh, bigger varieties than this right. have by itself, you know. So, so it's, uh, it's a special thing. So we are getting a good recognition. Lots of people are talking about Istria and Croatia and coming here, I think, every week. We get a blog or a news, <laughs> news uh, bulletin from around the world. Somebody's talking about... Uh, about Istria yeah. and Croatia. Well, my friends uh, in California said, oh, you're going to uh, Croatia. Bring back some wine. Bring back some wine. But um, it's not so easy, is it? Like, how, so if, if, if I visit here, like when people fly in from U.S., yeah. was it, how do I ship it back? I mean, now especially with, they don't let you take too much yeah, it's liquid very, on the plane. Yeah, it's or, very difficult uh, to steal the prices of shipping wine, especially for small batches are incredible yeah. and it's not, you, you won't, don't want to do that. The, the biggest thing, the, the best thing is when you get, get to a winery and he says, this is my contact in the US, not a lot of people still have that, but you can call them and the prices are similar or quite okay, so you can buy it in the US and it's much more easier. Okay. But, but you, have a, you have a guy in New York, right? I have a, a big company called Winebow. Winebow is, they say, the fifth largest company in the whole United States for wine and liquor. And now they are distributing mostly on the East Coast, uh, New York and Chicago and uh, DC. But, uh, you know, we are still very small, very boutique, and we're never going to have enough wine to distribute US-wide. So we are focusing on on those places that really have a big interest in this. Uh, New York has a fantastic interest in, in, in these wines of of this of the Balkans and DC of course Chicago is getting there so I'm really happy we are now yeah, you have to move like you know we can have to go 2,000 miles more and get to my house yes yeah, you know, <laughs> call me and I will come you know, yeah, okay. just organize something and we will come <laughs> yeah. 
For I us, know a guy who knows a guy. Of course, everything goes like that. Yeah, yeah, I know of a course. guy who knows a guy who knows a guy, <laughs> and at some point, this connection gets uh, get really, really good. So. Well, let's talk about you, personally. Tell me about, well, how old were you the first time you went to America? The first time I went to America, it was uh, 2010, so I was... Oh, it was a few years ago. So I was 30, yeah? Yeah. 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 So, you went to New York? Mm, the first time we went to New York, actually it was 2011, not 2010. Uh, we went to a big Wines of Croatia presentation in New York, Hassan Terrace, something, something. It was quite okay, lots of media, lots of media, spent a lot of money, but we didn't make any <laughs> yeah. progress. Then we went the same year for, uh, let's say, an U.S., uh, Canada tour, we went to New York, then we went to Toronto, then we went to Chicago, and we also spent a lot of money and yeah. without any, 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 anything good, and by, by the time all of this passed, it was almost late 2012, and I was, I pushed, I, I said, I, I'm not going to do anymore, you know, if something happens, happens, and then... <laughs> This opportunity comes, you know, you want to do this, Balkan Wine Project, blah, blah, blah. I said, yes. And from that, from some just friendly connection, yeah, started to grow really, really, really hard. And uh, now we are at the point that we are, the first big load was almost 4,000 bottles, and that's spread uh, between three labels. And yeah, now we are doing quite okay in the U.S., especially for now on the East Coast, because as I said, yeah. I don't have wine to send all around US. So we are focusing on where we, we have, let's say, more friends and more people wanting to, to, to work with us because the, the biggest thing is if you, want, if, if you want to work with some country, you have to have somebody who's in love with Croatia, with Istria, who wants to promote this as, and not to make money like in, the, in the first, or, first one or two or three years. Like maybe so. one big restaurateur or a... A restaurant chain or yeah, something. Yeah, depending, but it has to be somebody who has, you know, it's not just about the money. And right. That's, at least for me, this is not about the money. This is about the lifestyle. I like to travel. I like to present my wines. I like to have fun with people. And then right. at some point, I like to show to people that we can make really, really good products. So that our product is not, it's right. for what it's. What it costs is much better than what you can buy somewhere else for this same money, especially in these high production and high, high renowned uh, winemaking regions around the world. So, I mean, not, not so much as a business, but as you, as a person. So, I'm always fascinated by this. So, you grew up, you know, in Yugoslavia. I'm sure you saw American TV and movies. Yes. So, when you finally went to America... How was it different than what you thought it was, and how, what was the same? What were you surprised about? No, you know, the first thing was uh, coming to New York was, oh, I saw this on one show, oh, I saw this on the other show. Yeah. <laughs> oh, those taxis look yeah. like they're supposed no, to look. No, uh, Yellow taxis. CSI, yeah, you know, <laughs> everything was... Do you, you think you're going to see Robert De Niro walking down the street or something? Yeah, but we, we saw a lot of this, you know, something that you cannot see in, 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 in here, but... Like uh, what? You know, you see, you see really famous people entering in, I don't know, Italy, in New York. Uh, you see some famous actors ent entering there and having a <laughs> coffee. You see all of this, you know, multi-ethnic uh, society. Yeah, it's very diverse. Yeah. Very diverse and something that you cannot have in Croatia. You can wear a hat and be stupid and, you know, <laughs> look like what you want to feel and nobody's looking at you, you know, here. Yeah, especially in New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so 
I uh, still I haven't explored the U.S. deeply as I want. So you know, well, New I'm, York is different from the, a lot of. You know, yeah, it's like an island outside I, of the U.S. Unfortunately, yeah. we went only to the, the two places, New York and Chicago. Yeah. So those are places that are you know. A little I have lived in both. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. So it's, it's places that are a little bit more. It's a big city. Big, big city. cities. Yeah. So I would really like to go and see. Oh like, Jesus! Yeah, you you got to get to like. Yeah. Oklahoma, Oklahoma. Texas Utah. Or Utah. Oh, Utah. No. <laughs> you don't need to go to Utah. Yeah. Well, unless saw, you're skiing. Yeah. Skiing is great there. Yeah, no, I, I saw a, 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 a TV show and they were talking about Utah, so that's why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just two days ago, so that's why. I was, it over, was it overwhelming? I mean, the. the I mean, you're used to cities, but I mean, is it like the size of it? Or the... Yeah, it's, uh, it's something completely different. But in, incredibly for me, that I, I don't like to walk anywhere. I always... You don't like to walk? No, I sit in my car and I drive. I drive around my vineyards, I drive all around. So coming to Zagreb, New York. Zagreb, you walk places? Yeah, you don't like Texas. Okay. Uh, oh, you don't like it? Okay. No, but coming <laughs> to New York or to Chicago, I could I can walk for mm-hmm. 20 blocks uh, for two hours and I don't feel, you know, it's... Did you take the subway in New York? Yeah, just one time. One time, <laughs> one time the subway and one time the, the bus. Oh, the bus. The, no, the bus or the water. You know, it's like entering in the, the worst, just going to from uh, Manhattan to, Jersey? to Hoboken, to Jersey. Oh, yeah, yeah. Jersey, <laughs> New Jersey. Entering in those... Those boats is like yeah, the worst yeah. buses in Croatia I ever imagined. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's no, buses are much nicer here. Yeah. Believe me. <laughs> yeah, that's no, I took the bus here today for five hours, mm-hmm. and I tell people that back home, and they're like, "Oh, you took a bus for five hours?" I go, "No, it's, here it's actually kind of nice. It's, yeah. you know, it's beautiful. You know, it's a clean bus. It's air conditioned. It's nice. It's yeah. a big bus. But people think here it's like you know the bus there <laughs> in the U.S., especially out of New York, going yeah. to the Port Authority and the oh." It's rough. It's yeah, rough. it's rough. Yeah. You know, uh, but you know, as being in this job and in this business, I always have friends. You know, when you come somewhere, they want to f- make you feel like you know, like you, uh, something special. So you never <laughs> get into those the, the the worst parts of you know no, something yeah, yeah, that yeah, you would yeah. want to cover and see yeah, leading you around. Yeah, yeah. So we always have a little bit of an extra, 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 extra special treatment. So that's, uh, sometimes you want to be able to... So you haven't, you haven't uh, driven at all? No, course. unfortunately not, not, no. You haven't got to just go rent a big, stupid car? Yeah, and, uh, the, the big suburbans, suburbans, yeah. SUV, yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. Drive around the country? Yeah. It's such a big, it's huge. I know, it's I know. Huge. I, I, it's a, it's a wish of mine, going, you know, taking something like this and then driving. From Napa, Sonoma, yeah, go down the Grand point. Canyon, yeah, yeah, going somewhere, you know. But it's Vegas. You know, yeah, yeah. I'm, my father always says, "Hey, you are 33. What do you want? To, how you know you traveled <laughs> five years more than I traveled, and he traveled a lot. But you, you, you've been to places that I cannot yeah. even imagine. So you know, calm down, calm down, boy. Right, you, right, right. You still have 20 years or 30 years to." To be able to do all of these things, you cannot do it all at once. But, but I want again, to do it all. But again, your father grew up in a much different country than you did. Yes, and so yeah. you have a lot more advantages than he. Yes, did. and you know, it, it's the mentality. It's completely different. You know, he grew up in a place with. He's now we are here and there is a light going on and he's just switching it off because yeah, yeah, we have yeah. to you know we have to serve the power serve the power not spend so much money you know my grandparents were like they grew up in the depression yeah you know, yes. and then, like it never goes away you know yeah, you, you turn that light off you 
You're, Turn the faucet yeah, off. You've saved. It's okay, but it's you know. You what, never know when it's you know, all gonna go yeah, away. No, but what? It's like two hours. So, but in twenty years like this, you know, you can buy a car. I said, oh come on, yeah. <laughs> I have to live twenty years before of this so, <laughs> happening. So, it's a completely different mentality. We are. They were the ones. Uh, they had a hard life. Yeah, hard life. But still, as I said, my parents were. On a good, uh, they weren't uh, the, the the base uh, base level of population. Right, right, they right, were right. always, you know, scholars, middle, middle, mid level, higher, upper, mid level, and they always. But still, my father was always. It's always cheap, you know. He's always. <laughs> and he said, I, if you were just to do this and just can't, but I need to buy this. I, yeah, I need yeah, to yeah. have this equipment. But can't we go without it? And yeah. I was uh, just now buying a refrigerated truck to to help me in the harvest. So I have. <laughs> And he's fortunately away for a month on the boats, having his thing. But and I try to describe it to like Americans or something. Like what you had, it's to grow up in one government and then all of a sudden switch yeah. to a different. And your father had seen you know three different governments or whatever you know or more. No, yeah, you know. So, so <laughs> they, he's born in. They, in they the never end. know when it's going to change. Yeah. And so you, yeah, you, you know, you. You know, save. Yeah, one of my my, my <laughs> winemaker friends has his uh, his father, his grandfather or grandmother said, "I was born in Italy, then I then I went to." She saw Mussolini. Uh, in the Aust- no, I was born in Austria. I went through Italy, then Yugoslavia. Now, then now Croatia, and I still haven't moved from where I'm, I was born. <laughs> you know, this was in Istria. So four different governments, wars, and everything. Yeah. So. Yeah. This is a really a, a complicated story here yeah, in, in these parts of, of right, right, the world. Right. But uh, now we are at least, I think, I don't think we, we, we are going to fight anymore. Because now I think the people are thinking a little bit more about... Thinking ahead. Yeah, yeah. not just like, that. yeah, I want this and we want that. And so what is your um, dream destination? Well, like, if you could pick one place in the world you want to go. Yeah, it's difficult. I, I I have all of these ideas in my head, but uh, right now I would really like to go to Cuba before it's really? Americanized completely. Ah, uh, well, yeah, yeah. You know, Castro says, is. Yeah, everybody. He says, might be dead already. We we don't even know. Yeah, but you know, Cuba is something I want to go. But that's maybe not just because of Cuba, because I like all of these cigars. Fortunately, oh, we yeah. can buy Cuban cigars. Yeah, here, you can but, go. It's a problem for me. Not yes. <laughs> But uh, yeah, Cuba is something that. But they don't have, you know. Well, you have a bottle named uh, Che. Yeah. Che. che, I have the bottle named Che. Che Guevara. Then yeah. we have the bottle named Revolution. So that's all because one wine, Croatian wine writer, maybe three or four years, uh, wrote a story about me and said the Che Guevara of Istrian winemaking. So somebody <laughs> that's, you know, because. But you know, I gotta say, Cuba is not really wine country, it's yeah. r- rum country. Rum country, but rum country. cigars are what. Cigar, uh, rum, baseball, and cigars. That's, that's why I would go for and cigars. Sugar, sugar. And uh, mojito is something I uh, yeah. like to try. <laughs> the mojito is good. Mojito and cigars, that's. Yeah, it's an interesting place. It's very, it's, it's very poor. I know. Uh, it's, um, that's hard to, to see, but it's the people are very. But you know, you, they do the best with what they have, and the music is everywhere, and it's yeah, they have a good have, spirit. You, you know, have to go to outback Serbia or outback Montenegro. What do you think there is? is there I don't know. Tell me. Rocks, ships, 
and no money and it's uh, it's there's nothing if you go to serbia everybody says uh, which it is belgrade is the london of the balkans or the new york of the balkans which it is having fun good eating uh, good parties but then everybody you leave the city and then it's leave the city you have only Novi Sad and then go down south serbia it's rough huh? oh come on you know you don't want to the, the dark is going to eat you in a second you know this is <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to go out the car there. It's it's like going oh, to yeah. Harlem, Harlem or even worse. I don't know. No, it's, no, no. It's, it's probably worse. Yeah, probably worse. Now, yeah. probably worse. Or going in in Bosnia. You know, those are those are, there's you're happy if you have electricity or oh, running really? water. So even Montenegro, which now has so much investment from outside, Russian, uh, uh, Canadian, American. Go outside of the resort. You're gonna break the car in those holes in the in the in the in the, yeah, in the road. In the, street, yeah. in, the, in the street, you go into the hotel. You need to leave the faucet open for 15 minutes before the the, the black water starts running out. Well, and it's running, yeah. you know. So it's the infrastructure. The is infrastructure is so bad, and as, as I said, especially this outback yeah. Serbia. Oof. This is you know. This is like going you know. 200 years ago, it's still the same. Yeah. There's no roads, there's no nothing. Uh, so it's n- not. And in just Croatia, I can drink the water here. It's fine. In Croatia, you can drink the water all over the place. There is no problem. Yeah. I drink always tap water because, it's, you know, the, the, the industry says drink water, uh, bottled water because they need. They make, sell the bottled yeah, water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they make money. Actually, the, the worst quality of the water, not the worst, but not the worst, but not. Not a high standard of water is in Istria. That is why in Istria there is no good beer. You know that for good beer you need to have fantastic uh, springs of water. Well, yeah, but yeah, that's 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 the, the one of the this is wine country, not beer country. No, but as much uh, as I like beer, I mean, I, I like beer. Also. I put up with it, but I just like you know, this is not. But it's okay here, but, but it's you not. Know, but you can choose. There's like two big beers. It's Karavatko and Orushko. But yeah, that's a lot of bullshit. It's not good. <laughs> It's not something that you would like to... That no, I, I'm not going to ask for it when I go back home. But yes, yeah. but now there's uh, one beer in Istria now that's double fermented. That's fantastic. Well, actually, one of my friends is trying to import it in London and selling it to a couple of high-end restaurants because it's so good. But normal beer without the double fermentation, Karlovačko and Ožujsko. Then you have one on the Velebit. You know Velebit is the, the big mountain when you travel, travel from Zadar to... To Zagreb, there's a big okay. chain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have a small brewery there. And they have fantastic beer because the water is fantastically good. So, uh, but in but they're very small. They're very small. Very water. small. You cannot buy it almost nowhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't see any other than the, than the big two. I guess. Yeah, <laughs> it's big two. It's yeah. big two wineries here. So breweries. Yeah. Okay, let's wrap it up. So what? Um, you know, say I'm, we meet each other in New York, and, and I go, why? Why should I go to Istria? Yeah. What do you say? Fantastic food and wine, f- fantastic food and wine experience, fantastic scenery, uh, very clear o- uh, ocean. Don't go there in the in the midsummer. So if you can go in September or how's June like May? Uh, eight, for me, Istria, April, June, July. Is that the April, harvest? April, Is May, the, the April, May, and June, and then stop. July and August don't go. Let the Germans come here in July maybe, and August. Actually, late August is okay because the tourists in the late last last week yeah, yeah. they start to go away. And then, I'm a week too early. Is yeah. <laughs> September is uh, fantastic. You can still go to the beach all. And the water is warm. Still, yeah, still yeah. it's quite warm. October when the the truffle season starts when. Uh, 
you know, all of these fantastic restaurants still work at, then they have a little bit more time to, to, to take care of you. So, you know... In, Do many of the restaurants shut down in the winter? Not much, not much. There is only a couple of them shutting in the winter, but everybody is trying to keep open all year because it is the only way to function. There's no way you can... If you yeah. are working at a high-end standard, there's no way you can work for three months and then survive nine, nine months without right, working. Right, right, so, right. Uh, people come to Istria. Istria is beautiful, but you have to come and see it through your own, your own eyes. That's it. Ask yeah. Anthony Bourdain or look at the show. <laughs> yeah. I don't need to advertise for him. He's doing okay. For okay, him, no, so. I'm, I'm sorry for the advertising. But you guys got my dream job, that yeah, bastard. That's, that's, yeah, that's it. But yeah, he was really, why the fuck didn't I come here before? <laughs> yeah, this was. So, other than uh, the native food here, yeah. like that you grew up with, yeah. do you have a, a, a kind of food that you love, that you, your favorite? Is it Chinese or Thai or, or uh, Indian or some exotic? Or? No, I like, I like Chinese a lot. I like Chinese a lot, but actually the food that I grew up with is not the food, the, the food in Istria that I eat right now, you know, so... Is Istrian food different than Croatian food? Like yes, other of course, Croatian food? of course. Istrian, Istrian traditional food is oh, based... Oh, truffles too. It's based on prosciutto, it's based on wild asparagus, it's based on a type of, uh, a type of pasta called plukanci, which is... Uh, I don't want to say it on air. How is what would it say? You can say it's spittoons, you know, with big. What they spit on it? No, it's roll it. What they no, roll come it on? on. The old ladies rolled it on, like the cigars in the tap. Oh yeah, okay. So that plus, uh, you know, you had the traditional. The olive oil is very. Famous. The olive oil is, is good in the last 15 years. Before it wasn't that good, you know, because okay. people were picking it very late and uh, going for quantities, uh, not for quality. But the last 15 years, the, the olive oil is. Out of out of mind, but traditional Eastern food is based on what I said, pastas, and then if somebody had money, some steaks and stuff like that, you know. But uh, now with the gastronomy going out, you know, now the ro uh, Ross Campy and ro everything Ross. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> ah, that's for me. That's for me. But uh, other than that, I like I like Chinese. I like Chinese uh, Beijing duck. Oh. Going to London, eating that, I have a special restaurant that has the best duck ever. So, have you ever been to Asia? Unfortunately, oh, you should go. I still have. You would love Thailand, I feel... dude. <laughs> I the know. food is a. Yeah, I know, I know. I mean, it's not wine country for sure. I know, I mean, but the... it's beer and food country. But boy, the food is so good. Yeah, so next time, hopefully, and the massages are very good. <laughs> so, don't bring your wife there, but it's good. Yeah, I know. <laughs> All right, we're going to wrap it up. Uh, thank you so much. This has been great. Yeah, I yeah, hope so. So tell the people the name. Is there a website they can find your winery? or www.trapan.hr T-R-A-P-A-N dot H-R dot H-R. Yes. Okay. Today we have the launch of the new site. Oh, you have a new site? Okay. Today. Demo well, we'll, site. I'll put the uh, link up. Yeah, uh, I think it's going to be operational next week. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Thank you, too. This has been great. Fantastic. It's Bruno Trapan, everybody. <laughs> Say goodbye to the to the world. Goodbye. Oh. Have a nice time. Ciao. Ciao.